You're listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Now, from the heart of Amish country, here's Troy and Howie. All right, good morning, Troy, and uh, welcome back to another week of uh, Stay Tuned. And uh, I believe we're at episode eight now. That is correct. Good yeah. morning, Howie. Good morning. It looks like you're in Studio A back there with the... Uh, Studio you know. A. And <laughs> sometimes you might get a little bit of the birds chirping behind yep. it. But. I can hear it. I can hear it. I don't know if they'll catch it on the microphone, but we're going to have to find out what's going on with those birds. Yeah, so, I don't know. Speak- They're happy in the morning over here, I guess. <laughs> Speaking of birds, in, uh, in the gazebo yesterday uh, morning, uh, we noticed a bird got caught up on it because they, they built their nest in our gazebo. And they and there was a lot of look like tarp pieces of tarp uh, string, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the baby birds had their leg caught in it and it was just hanging from the nest, mm-hmm. and uh, and my wife like noticed it and and brought me over there and we actually had to hold the baby bird up and and cut the string away from its leg. Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, so hopefully hopefully we saved it. I mean it, it looked healthy except for the leg. It leg looked a little extended, so. I'm hoping it'll recover and uh, and be able to fly one day. But it wasn't even, it didn't even have enough feathers or or structure to fly yet. So right. So but, you just kind of laid them back in the nest or what? Yeah, we put them back in the nest and uh, and hope for the best. I knew that like the mom was nearby. It was it's a robin. And, yeah. And the mom was nearby, man. She was. So she was squawking at you. She was squawking, and and the baby yeah. bird was squawking like you know in distress and. It was causing, yeah, I was like expected to have like another episode of the Attack of the Birds or something <laughs> in my backyard, so, but yeah, so, uh, but anyways, uh, Troy, why don't, why don't you do your normal thing and, and kind yeah, of Yeah, let's just talk uh, it up. get all our social media out of the way, uh, you know, please like us on Facebook, stay tuned with Troy and Howie, um, also, you can find us on Twitter, stay tuned, TNH, uh, you can email us, stay tuned, TNH at gmail.com. And please, uh, all the different podcasts that we have, you can find us on Spotify, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast. Um, please, you know, follow us on there and share it with your friends. Rate us, review us, let us know what we can do better or what you really like. So, Sounds good. We got a pretty uh, exciting episode today, don't we? We sure do, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It was a fun interview. Uh, we... <laughs> You know, we talked to Jesus Perez, and uh, I don't know. Did you? You didn't. You didn't talk his stuff up yet, but. Um, but oh no, I didn't. I can save that for when we uh, at, at the end when after we're done talking. Oh, okay, that sounds good. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we talked to Jesus Perez, and uh, and as you know, he's uh, he's been one of our uh, most dedicated listeners, I would say, and uh, and you know, we just kind of talked about his artistic abilities and his talents and how he became who he became. And, uh, it was kind of a fun interview, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. But you know what? He, you know, he does, he does plug himself at the end there. So oh, maybe that's probably, right. it would probably be a good time to plug him now then. So, yeah. Um, so let's go with that. And it's uh, ace in the hole signing graphics, uh, that you can find him on Facebook and that's where you get like, if you have signs or more graphics, obviously. Um, and, uh, anything original that you want to get done, that's where you look him up. It's Dirty Baby Original. And he also did tell us that uh, he is working on bringing his um, his website back. And that'll be aceintheholesigns.com. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, please look him up there. Also, he, I should have mentioned this, he did set up our merch page. And uh, that's uh, tchip.com. 
at the top. You just click on search, you type in stay tuned, and it takes you right to our merch. It's real simple. Yeah, so, and there might be some delays in the merchandise. Um, as, yeah, as I did find I did find it. out. Um, I don't know if if they do it on certain timelines, like um, they, they maybe they wait till they get a bunch of orders or something in. It might not just be that specific order, but it does say give like ten to twenty business days. Okay, uh, to process the order. That's not even just to you know mm-hmm. to get it shipped out to you. So there there could be some delays there if you get it done. But yeah, I should have my shirt coming soon. Awesome. Yeah, I look forward to seeing that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's definitely something I'll be purchasing. Uh, but you know, it's just a matter of me. <laughs> One day I'll be sitting on the couch and be like, "Hey, wait a minute, I should purchase that." And I think that's probably, yeah. that's probably how it'll happen. So, but uh, but yeah. So um, also too, uh, Troy, we have kind of a uh, a special uh, guest speaker uh, mm-hmm. for this week's mystery clip, and uh, and that person is, uh, and I didn't realize and this until you told me but uh once again it's another relation of yours (laughs) and uh you know we kind of joke about it when we uh talk up jesus but you know this guy also happens to be i guess a relation of your wife right yeah he's uh my wife's uncle through my through her mom's side so yeah okay her mom's brother yeah Yeah, so uh adrian markey uh who is uh also a uh, radio announcer at WLBR here in Lebanon, Pennsylvania. And uh, he, uh, he's he been with them for uh, several decades, in fact. In fact, I, I want to yeah. say he dates back to the 1960s, maybe 70s. Uh, I'm not quite sure. It's, but It's, it's been, possible. Yeah, it's I'm not been, quite sure either. But. It's definitely been quite a while. But he's going to be our uh, guest speaker because he has a lot of knowledge on uh, our uh, mystery clip. And, uh, mm-hmm. and we're going to let him uh answer that one and and how it relates to uh you and i so so look forward to hearing that and uh and we'll kind of go from there so in fact you know what if you don't mind troy why don't we just kind of jump right into that and uh let's do it yeah so we'll play that mystery clip and uh in fact we'll play a sound clip to give you another clue other than the picture that we posted on facebook and then after that sound clip, we'll jump right into Adrian's uh, intro of uh, of what that mystery clip is and uh, who that is, and uh, and we'll kind of go from there. All right, so we'll be right back. Two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're going to rock around the clock tonight. What is that right show? Schaefer, 
Schaefer, who happened to be a landlord, rented Haley an apartment as he was going to be working for a brand new radio station, the only one in Lebanon, WLBR, which was then in just its third month on the air. Haley had a group while here. It was called Bill Haley and the Range Drifters. Nothing like Bill Haley and the Comets, which came later. He used uh, local musicians for his band. Henry Holman, who worked at WLBR over 50 years, told me that Chet Hagen, WLBR news director, was asked by Haley if he was interested in managing Haley's band, so they arranged for the band to play for Hagen one night. Afterward, Hagen told Haley, Oh, you've got to change your music. So after a short time at WLBR, Bill Haley left and later made it big in the music business, and some even credit him with starting rock and roll. He made such hits as Rock Around the Clock, the theme for the TV program Happy Days, Shake, Rattle, and Roll, See You Later, Alligator, and came back to the area as a star in 1956 when he appeared in Hershey, where WLBR's Al Bruce interviewed him. It was also there that policeman Red Schaefer, remember him, showed up to see the local radio announcer turned music pro, who was once his tenant. Schaefer told me that after the concert, he got close to Haley while the star was talking to some adoring fans and yelled out, Hey, Bill! There was no response, said Schaefer, so he tried getting Haley's attention again and again with no response. And finally, he told me, he yelled out to Haley, Don't you snub me, you blankety-blank-blank. I knew you when you didn't have a plugged nickel. Well, Schaefer said it was then that Haley acknowledged his former landlord and, in Schaefer's words, apologized to him. At least that's how Schaefer told the story. Haley may not have had a choice but answer Schaefer, who had a booming voice, so much so that when he, Schaefer, worked for the County Communications Center, his voice heard on police and fire scanners in the 60s, 70s, and early 80s. He once took a phone call from someone's wife, tired of hearing his booming voice on her scanner all night long. She said to Schaefer, why don't you shut the blank up? Schaefer told her she could simply turn down her scanner. And remember the news director who told Haley that he's got to change his music? Well, Chet Hagen later went on to be an executive with ABC News. So, was Hagen right, and did Haley change his music when he left town and later made it big? We'll never know. So now you know the rest of the story of Bill Haley, rock and roll star, his entrance to Lebanon's history, and how he was allegedly forced to apologize to the local cop who quickly became his landlord for his short stay at WLBR and in Lebanon, and how it all began in the early morning hours of that January day in 1947. And we're back. And uh, so as you just heard, uh, Troy, 
That mystery clip is uh, no other than Bill Haley from Bill Haley in the comments. Mm-hmm. So, and I know when I started in radio uh, and I and I heard that story, I thought that was kind of the coolest thing, you know, that uh, somebody of that fame was uh, providing, you know, that actually worked at WLBR. And I didn't even know that until uh, I saw Adrian post that, actually. So. Oh, really? Yeah, I did not. Okay. Yeah, I always thought that was neat, you know. It's like, wow, this guy, you know, think about it. Um, generations probably know those songs. You know, as yeah. you heard Adrian, you know, uh, See You Later, Alligator, and Rock Around the Clock, obviously, was a big one. And what was the other one yeah. that he was talking about? I forget. But uh, uh, Was it? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember either. But there's but there's songs that when you hear it, you know, there's songs when you hear it, it's like, oh yeah, I know that one. You Wait, know, shake rattle and roll. Yeah, yeah, shake rattle and yeah. roll. Yes, and yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was kind of cool to hear the connection that that person has. That guy sat in the same area that you and I probably. Well, actually, no, not really, because I think they changed buildings. Yeah, um, that was since. probably back when they were on Cumberland Street. Yeah, probably. I think you're right, because uh, that was 1947 is yeah. when uh, he was in WLBR, and that would have been on Cumberland Street. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't think they moved over there until, what, the 60s or 70s, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah. So, and I think the equipment's all been the same since the 60s or 70s. <laughs> I haven't been there in a couple of years, but I wouldn't doubt it. If, if you walked into that studio today, Troy, it would not look any different. <laughs> trust me. Trust me. That's funny. So, <laughs> all right. But yeah, yeah so that was kind Bill of a, Haley. Yeah. And, uh, and we'll have to invite Adrian back again because uh, if we ever have anything that uh, relates to history, whether it's in Lebanon County or... Lebanon County, Pennsylvania, or uh, in the uh, radio station that we worked in, you know, I think he would be kind of our our go to historian. I think so too. Yeah, so. he has a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. I've heard I've heard a few of them. Not too much about the radio station, but yeah, he's 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 got a lot of history for sure. Yeah, he sure does. So, uh, but <laughs> hey, you know what? We kind of talked up Jesus a little bit. So, uh, what do you think? I think it's about time for us to kind of take a commercial and uh, and bring yeah, it right into it. Yeah, let's take a break and let's get in with Hasey's. Awesome. All right. So uh, what we'll do then is we'll take this uh, quick 30-second uh, break and we'll be right back. Or actually more than 30 seconds, about a minute break. And we'll be back right after this message. All right. We're back. And, uh, well, we have another guest this week. And uh, you know what, Troy? I'm going to let you introduce him and uh, and – you know, once again, it's another relative of yours, man. What is this, family reunion or what? <laughs> well, it's, maybe that's the only people I know. Yeah, you need to get me. out more. <laughs> um, no, this is, uh, hey, not only is he a relative, but he's a good friend of the show, too. He's done a lot of work for us. Uh, he's the one that created our logo. Yep. He's the one who helped set up our T-Chip account, um, you know, so you can get our merchandise. And this is Jesus Perez. How are you doing, Jesus Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, glad to be here. Uh, Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, you go. You go way back, right? All the way back uh, to episode, yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> episode one. Hey, um, I, I understand you're from Chicago. What part of Chicago are you living in? Uh, well, we well, born and raised in the city. Okay. Um, and then, um, but yeah, once I got married, uh, moved out to the suburbs um, to. Uh, 
first we started at Red Ridge, Illinois, so that was about 30 minutes away from, from the city. Okay. Um, and then we, we recently moved to Montgomery, Illinois, which is another 20 minutes uh, west from the city. So, ah. yeah, we're pretty much far away. Uh, I can tell you I can see cows from my window. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's got to be so a big change from the city, huh? Oh, yeah, big time. Very much like our scenery now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know what? I do have a question, though, because I hear a lot of conflicting reports, especially with uh, everything that's going on lately with the uh, riots and such. Um, I, have a, I have a friend of mine that lives in Chicago herself, and uh, she lives kind of closer to the city. And uh, and she she says that uh, a lot of the stuff that's being reported really just isn't as true as they're reporting uh, when it comes to the violence. Is that kind of what you're seeing as well? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, mostly like if, if you would see uh, whether like a, a Facebook story or an Instagram story, you know, you have the people actually out there. Yeah. And it's mostly peaceful. And of course, you know, you do have not that you know there isn't any looting or rioting but that's it's not the focus of the whole yeah. thing you know i think i think when they see those things it always gets blown out of proportion and makes it seem like it's a lot bigger than what it really is when usually it's just isolated to a small area mm. exactly and then uh, the town that i live in in montgomery uh there's a bigger town next to us uh called aurora illinois yep and um same thing happened i mean there were demonstrations and marching and all that but of course you had these people coming out of nowhere that mm. weren't even from the from the town just coming in and taking advantage of the situation and, mm. and you know, causing destruction yeah so, that's that's a real shame because that that just puts such a bad spotlight on you know cities like chicago and we're having the same issues around here in philadelphia you know <laughs> where it's just being blown up uh and people are taking advantage that aren't even from the city and you know, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you know, and, it, and it's not fair because it keeps away from the, you know, the focus of what the people are out there for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, so, uh, so, what are you doing with yourself? Obviously, we know about your artwork and everything. What you know? What have you done with this artwork that um, that you've made a business out of it, so to speak? Oh well, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I do work full-time for a uh, signage company out in uh, LaGrange, Illinois. Okay. I've been with them for about uh, uh, close to 11 years now, uh, but I've been in the sign industry for close to 20 years. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, actually, my first day as, a, as like, a graphic designer was 9-11. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I was getting ready to go to work, and... You know, I turn on my TV and I see, you know, two buildings. Well, actually, one building that was in smoke, and then, you know, the other building was still up. And yeah. then all of a sudden, see the second plane hit, and I'm like, "What's going on here?" You know. And at the same time, I'm like trying to get ready to, you know, get to work on time right. for my, you know, my first day. And so that 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 changed. You know? And you were you were living in the city at that time, right? Uh, a little suburb outside of the city uh, okay. called, uh, called Cicero, but I mean, from there, I mean, you, you could pretty much see the all the skyscrapers and stuff yeah. like that. So, was wow. the business was this business you were working at or going to was that in the city? No, that was actually uh, 
probably like two towns over um, mm-hmm. called Oak Park, Illinois. Um, but the same thing, you could pretty much see like the skyscrapers from. from I was just area. wondering because if oh. it was something like they were worried about possibly calling you and saying, hey, oh, yeah. you don't know what's going on with the cities being attacked. You better just stay home. You know what I mean? Exactly. No, yeah. but I know people. Yeah, during that time, I knew people that were working in the city, and you know they were they were on alert, oh, pretty much, right. and, you know, getting you know getting sent uh, getting sent home and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I mean, I'll never forget that day. I bet. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's a was, big day for you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was actually working as a bounty hunter, and I was in Patterson, New Jersey, that day. Uh, literally yeah. across the Hudson River from New York City, so Get out. Um, I didn't see, I couldn't see the towers from where I was at, but I could see the smoke coming up. And, oh, wow. uh, yeah, and then as soon as I heard everything that was going on in the radio, man, I just literally, got, I got out of Jersey as quick as I could and headed yeah. back home because I had no idea what was going to happen with traffic and such with folks coming out of the city. Did you get a punch? No, no. In fact, yeah. you know what? It was the, it was. Not to make light of a, a terrible, tragic, you know, situation, but I was able to go as fast as I wanted to to get out of there. You know, I was doing yeah. like 110 at times on the highway just to head back to Pennsylvania. <laughs> I I never made such good time. I bet you I got home in an hour from where I was. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and you know it's normally like two and a half, three hour drive to New York City for me. So, but yeah. So um, I think. Jesus, I don't know if I'm correct here, but I'm going to assume something that a lot of the reason you got into the artwork and the graphic design is I, I think you were always a pretty big comic book fan. Oh, yeah, huge comic book fan. I mean, huge collection since, I don't know, since I could read, pretty much. I mean, oh, wow. comic books were in my life. So what's your most prized comic book? <laughs> um... Man, that's a that's a tough one. Um, oh, what's your favorite? What's your favorite uh, comic? Let's put it that way. That, that's even tough as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, I love them all. Okay, well, but I like, see Captain America in the background. So, oh yeah, I'm a huge Captain America fan. I mean, I've always, always loved Captain America, but I mean, the true hero I really like. Um, uh, I kind of felt, you know, that. I guess the stories of uh, of Superman, just oh, okay. you know, Superman was always the guy. You know, he was just the um, the, the epitome of uh, of being a hero. You know, and I just looked up to that. Yeah. Um, oh, that's yeah. Awesome. Superman was always the guy. Okay. Uh, but you know, you always have your your DC fans and your Marvel fans always sure. arguing. You know, which one's better and all that. But <laughs> I love them both. Yeah, I never got into that. I never got into that either. Like, no. if there was a character I liked, I didn't care if he was Marvel or DC. It didn't matter. Like, it's just yeah. a character I liked, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I happen to be a fan of Superman as well. I, I didn't go the route of collecting comic books, but huge Superman fan. Uh, how, yeah. How about if we can't figure out what your most prized comic book is or your favorite, how about the most expensive comic book? Ooh, most expensive... Uh, I would have to say it'd probably be the uh, the death of Superman. Oh, which uh, yeah, I have a, a sealed uh, first edition copy mm-hmm. uh, sealed in its original bag. Wow! And yeah, I mean, I really don't care for like the, uh, the value of it because like I want to read the story, of course. But sure, you know, <laughs> sure. 
I did I, I did buy like three issues of that. When that <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. You know, it's like one to collect, one and one to, one to read. read. Yeah. And then the other one, just in case of you know something happens to one or the other. So, so what, what year is that one? Uh, that was back in the let me say middle middle nineties, oh, late nineties. Okay. Oh, wow. there. yeah, yeah. That was like a, a huge story arc for that. Yeah, and uh, but I mean, but yeah, I mean, there's so many stories out there that you know. You, you just uh, you just love pretty much like with the Marvel. I mean, I was a huge X Men fan. Oh, okay. I loved it. Yeah, and uh, uh, stories like you know the Avengers and stuff like that. I mean, it, I just grew up with that stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, I just tell myself, you know, one of these days I'm gonna actually draw these stories. You know, uh-huh. and uh, unfortunately, you know, the it, the path didn't. Uh, get me there but it got me pretty close I, I, I get to do what I love okay. which is create that's awesome um, that's, that's yeah we're actually you, we're, I'm sorry Troy go ahead I was just saying did you ever actually try to go down that road and actually make the uh, the comics at all or even just do uh, pictures and try to have somebody else put words to them yes and no um, like here's the thing like you know when I got out of high school uh, I wanted to go straight to um, an art school pretty much and uh, one of the biggest schools here in Chicago is the uh, the Chicago Art Institute. Yes. Uh, they were very expensive to get in. Um, and then I found out about this other school, which, uh, as far as, like, uh, the tuition, it was pretty much pricey as well. Uh, but uh, one of the things that convinced me to go to that school, uh, which was the uh, American Academy of Art in Chicago, hmm. um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Alex Ross, uh, he's a uh, comic book illustrator, but no. most of his uh, illustrations are uh, paintings. He does more of a painting type of style. Mm-hmm. And uh, he actually graduated from that school. Oh, so, cool. you know, I was like, well, you know, if it was good for him, why not for me? So. Yeah. <laughs> right. And why not you, right? You know? Yeah, why not me? So, yeah, I did go for two years and I got my associate's degree, um, majored in illustration. But, um, Pretty much all the start, uh, all the students that started at the school, they pretty much were the same type of, uh, you know, kids like me that you know they wanted to be comic book artists. Mm-hmm. You know, all the teachers would tell them, well, you know, that's a nice dream and all, but uh. this is reality, and we're going to tell you right now that you know graphic design is the way to go. It's it's the future, mm-hmm. pretty much. So, and that was back in um, uh, well, I graduated high school in '98. And then I, I started to go to um, arts art school probably the following year, 99, 2000, around that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they kept on pushing the whole graphic design thing. It's okay. like, yeah, you, you know, you can learn the traditional illustrations and paintings and stuff like that. But, I mean, you know, if you really want to pursue this career and, you know, you love art, graphic design is the way to go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I know you're great in the graphic design, but I also know you got a great free hand, though, too. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> do a combination of both. And, uh, and it, it, it came in handy pretty much when I was looking for a job. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like the way I got into the whole sign industry was that um, I was doing a, um, it was a part-time gig uh, doing uh, caricatures oh. for, a, uh, it was for a fundraiser. 
And uh, so when I was heading towards the, the place for that, uh, I saw this big sign on a, on a window saying, you know, looking for a talented artist. I'm like, hey, that's me. All right. <laughs> that <laughs> is you. That's not a And so, uh, you know, I, I did the, the one-time gig of, of the caricatures, but, you know, in my head I was like, you know, wow, I, you know, I got to put my portfolio together and really impress, you know, the heck out of these people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and I did. I went over, showed them my work and, especially my graphic design work and yeah they were really impressed but i guess what impressed them more was my uh my illustrations which i could do by hand okay and uh and with the combination of that with you know computer design it it was just a nice fit for that so okay and yeah that's where i'm at now (laughs) oh sweet nice uh, have, now, do you go to like the comic cons and and places like that? Because I'm sure they have those in Chicago. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a big comic book convention called the the Wizard World, or uh, there's one called um, C2E2. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's they they hold it at the um, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the place, but uh, well, it's in the heart of the city, uh, McCormick Place. Okay, McCormick. Uh, it, and it's right next to uh, Soldier's Field, where oh, uh, cool. the Bears play. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, be, so, uh, now, be 100% yeah, honest. Uh, what, what do you dress up as when you go? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a comic book nerd. That's how I go as. <laughs> That's too easy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I've never tried the whole uh, costume thing. I'm just, you know. Well, maybe, just maybe, you need to drag the kids along. Ah. And we all... We already know what they would dress up as. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. why, why don't you uh, let Howie know your uh, son's names? Yeah, so I have three boys. Uh, my oldest is Leonardo. Uh, oh. The middle one, Michelangelo. And the uh, small one is Donatello. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Ninja Turtles fans, I assume? Uh, yeah, big Ninja Turtle fan, but uh, actually, it was my wife's idea to name our boys. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. That is awesome. She, she, yeah, she loved the turtles as much as I did, and, you know, she came up with the idea. I'm like, okay, let's go with that. Oh, wow. So, yeah. so I love it, too, because when they, when they post stuff on Facebook, they always, instead of calling their boys, they call them their turtles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, my oldest is uh, his middle. His middle name is Walker, which is the same middle name as Roberto Clemente. Oh, so. nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I guess since we're on this path, uh, Jesus already knows, but um, my my boy's name is Lincoln, and his middle name is Hawk. And do you know what that's from, Howie? Lincoln Hawk. I know the name. I'm just trying to think what it's from. No, I don't. It was uh, over the top. Uh, the movie was Sylvester Stallone. Oh, yeah. oh my movie. gosh! Yeah, what, <laughs> where did that come from? Because the wife just loved the name Lincoln, and okay. I, I liked it, but I wasn't as much on board. But as soon as she said Lincoln, the first thing that came to my head was Lincoln Hawk, and I said, "That's fine, we'll go with Lincoln." But his middle name has to be Hawk. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, now I would have never thought. I, I I just can't picture Troy being into that movie. Number one. <laughs> oh my gosh! I love that movie. Wow, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, I think that's like Stallone's, uh, you know, like, what do you call that? Like, you know, one of his greatest movies, but it's a sleeper where yeah. you know, people, people know about it. Yeah, it's, yep. it's a definite under-the-radar type of movie. It, well, I enjoyed yeah. it. I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, 
uh, Lincoln Hawk just does not roll off the tongue like Rocky, you know. But, <laughs> but I love that name for. Oh my gosh, that is a cool name though for a kid. Hey, I just figured if he ever gets in the entertainment industry, he's already got his name made out. Heck for him. yeah! So, <laughs> now is his is his name Lincoln Hawk Garmin? Is that what the? It is. Oh wow, yep. that's pretty cool. But he wouldn't have to use that, you know. He could just use the Lincoln Hawk. Yeah. Now, I don't know if there's any. I don't know if there's any trademarks though, so that would be. I don't know. But okay. Now, Troy, you know, I'm obviously this is our first show that we're doing via um, video, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and taking a look at Jesus, man, he doesn't. He doesn't look like a. He doesn't look like a rebel in any sense of the word. But, but but yet but yet I understand this guy uh, spends a lot of time in Facebook jail and uh, you know I'm just a little curious I'm a little curious on what lands you in Facebook jail. Uh, well, I can tell you I'm a ten-time offender. <laughs> when are they gonna take away your Facebook license, man? I have no idea. But, uh, I have I have, uh, I have two days to go. Uh, oh wow, that is funny. So, what'd you do this time around? Uh, it's just always like you know, arguing with people about stupid things, and you uh-huh. know, it's of course everyone has an opinion. Sure, and you know, I have my opinion as well, and you know, you try to be respectful. Yeah, but then you know, once they start you know calling you names, oh, it's yeah. like, well, that's not gonna fly. No, and well, I usually get in trouble after. <laughs> So, so when they start calling you names, you start calling them other names, and then those names get published in some form or fashion. And exactly, and uh, Facebook, you know, tells me, uh, you know, this is not part of our guidelines, and, uh, and you're a bully. That's oh, right. is that what they say? Wow, yeah. you're a bully. I'm a bully. Wow, what you're happens to the other people? Do they, you know, is it one of those? You know, we we don't see the person offending; we see the person defending. Exactly. You know, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. Well, I think, I think a lot of it is too, like, I, I don't know. I could speak for myself. If I would get into it with somebody on a social media platform, or whatever, I'm not going to get to the point where I'm going to try to report them for something. Right. Unless yeah. it's something very vulgar or whatever. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? But I think a lot of people right away, their go-to when they don't have an argument anymore is to try to report them for something. And I think yeah. it's the that's easy way out, you know, it's the right. easy way out. Right. Or, you know, even when you're having a civil conversation and then, you know, you, you give them a good point and, you know, they have nothing left. But <laughs> you know what? Honestly, that's when you know you won. That's fake. Yeah, exactly. You know? and, and then, you know, you try to walk away from that, but then you're like, yeah, well, you were so-and-so. And, you know, <laughs> now, what I was curious about was when you do go through your Facebook suspension, do you still have access to your business accounts? I do. Uh, that's Yeah, that doesn't get affected at all. And, good, uh, good. So, uh, yeah, I still get, like, messages through Messenger and stuff like that. But, of course, you know, all my friends and family, it's like, jail again? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, have you ever Did thought it? about with your, with your business and with your artistic talent, uh, I know you've done the, you know, carry the – the journal and all that stuff with your, your work and everything. But have you ever thought about just for fun, making your own comic? Uh, it's, it's in the back burner right now. Okay. Uh, but actually what I want to do is, uh, uh, an actual children's book. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah. So 
Early on, like in between two different stories I want to do, but I definitely want to illustrate it. And um, and the reason why I want to do that, it's, um, I mean, the whole reason why I'm an artist is because of my grandmother. My grandmother was phenomenal. Wow. Um, she, she was like the grandmother that you would see in a movie, you know? Yeah. She'd be like taking care of you and everything. And, but she was the one that supported my dreams. She didn't laugh at my dream or anything mm-hmm. like that. And she was just awesome. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, unfortunately cancer took her away, uh, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. And, uh, but I mean, I want to do something special like that. Just, you know, just to say thanks, you know? Oh, that would be really and, cool. Uh, and I was going to say, I would imagine that first one, when you get to it, it's going to be obviously dedicated to her. Oh yeah, for sure. That's, that's neat. Yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah, it's it's in the works. It's, okay, but, you know, it's all, all, all trying to find time to to do that because you know, uh, full time work and then full time father and husband and yeah, you know, everything. So, everything else gets put on the back burner. I know. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there eventually. Though. Most definitely. Wow, well, definitely you're you're a wealth of talent, and I know that you also, uh, I, I believe Troy said this, that you also did some tattoo artwork, too. Yeah, I, I dabbed some tattooing for, uh, let's see, probably a good 10 years or so, mm-hmm. and and I loved it. It, it, was, it was awesome to do, uh, self-taught, because, you know, you try to go and uh, learn from the masters, but, you know... That's just an industry that's hard to get into. Yeah, you know? they don't—they don't want to give away their secrets. I'm sure. No, they don't want to give away their secrets, and they're—you know—you gotta, um, I guess, pay a certain price in order to learn those secrets. Mm-hmm. And well, and which I respect. You know, mm-hmm. I totally respect. But sure. at the same time, it's like, you know, I'm—I'm I'm new to this. I—I I, I want to learn and, mm-hmm. and all that. But. Uh, yeah, I kind of, you know, did a self-taught way, way to do it. Uh, watched plenty of YouTube videos and all that. But my number one concern was the uh, safety of the client. So I wanted okay. to make sure everything was super clean and, uh, and you know, to respect the art. You know, it wasn't just to, like, oh, yeah, I can do this just to make money. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to make money, but, you know, I, I respected the art very okay. much. And, uh Things got busy, and I just I had to let it go and focus on uh, uh, more of my graphic design, uh, working on signage and coming up with logos and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's my bread and butter, pretty much. Yeah, definitely. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's, uh, made, he's made signs for us for the kids, like for their birthdays and stuff like that. Yeah, really um, saying. Yeah, yeah. He he really. I'm telling you, he really puts nice stuff together. Now, do, you do this stuff on your own, but I, I don't know if you want to delve, delve into it too much, but what, what exactly are you doing for work? Like, is it the same type of thing, and is that ever a conflict of interest? or? Uh, no. Um, well, it's like a yes and no thing. Because, like, at work, um, we mostly cater to, like, corporations. Gotcha. Or, okay. Uh, or there's... Um, um, we do a lot of uh, dedication plaques as well, uh, mm-hmm. for certain, like for either companies or private citizens and stuff like that. Uh, we do a lot of memorial plaques, especially for like soldiers and uh, 
stuff like that. Um, so that's that's more of a work thing. Mm-hmm. I got you. Um, but when it comes to like uh, banners, you know, saying like congratulations or happy birthday, you know, I I tend to do that you know, on my own, and I'd like to make it personal for the person, you know, mm-hmm. just just to bring that smile in their face, you know, that to me yeah. is not payment enough, you know. But um, yeah, it's great. I I love I love doing that. Okay. That's great. And, you know, hey, um, spending all this time that we've spent with you, Jesus, man, you seem like a really cool guy. I, I al- already had a lot of respect for you with with what you've done for us, you know, hooking us up appreciate with that it. logo. Yeah. Hey, no, we appreciate you and uh, what you've done for us and uh, and just getting to talk to you, you know. Screw Facebook and what they say, you know. Um, you know, I think you're, I think you're a pretty good guy, you know. And uh, <laughs> I try to be. I try to be. Yeah, but no, um, you seem very genuine, and and just hearing like just just that last comment that you made with, I just want to see people smile, and uh, that that goes a long way with people, you know, just being genuine oh, yeah. and and being consistent with yourself, and uh, I can I can tell you're that type of person, so. I appreciate yeah. everything you've done for us, and uh, and I'm sure you've done a lot for um, Troy and his family, and I'm sure you do a ton mm-hmm. for your family, you know, you and the turtles and the wife and, you know, oh, all that stuff. So so you, you seem like a good guy. So it was great meeting you. <laughs> and I'd like to see if uh, he'd like to plug himself this week instead of us having to plug him. How about that? Yeah, why don't we do that? <laughs> Uh, which I appreciate every time I listen to you guys. That's like really cool, you know. Hey, no problem. And uh, I, I think I've gotten a few um, uh, connections from the bat. Oh, that's so, awesome um, to hear. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I actually did uh, something recently for a um, uh, a musician out in uh, Pennsylvania. Um, can't remember his name, but um, I think hmm. I have it here. I could probably show you guys. Yeah, I'm kind of dying to hear this. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I think it, this was this was the piece that I did for him. Oh, oh wow! Oh wow! That is really cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So we're looking at looks. What is that? Uh, kind of like a, a a devil with wings, or or what is that? I'm, I'm definitely um, playing a banjo. A it's like yeah, a crow or something. Oh yeah, yeah now I like, see it. Now I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a yeah, plague so, doctor. Uh, a plague doctor with like uh, angel wings. And, oh, yeah, and so angel. Cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks that looks amazing. Okay. And uh, yeah, he he loved it. Uh, it was for a song that uh, that he had written. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. So he was asking around for an artist to uh, pretty much uh, put a picture to his song. Oh, is, he, is he probably going to put that on like Facebook, on uh, YouTube, or something? Then use that as maybe like a uh, or something. I believe so. Uh, I think it might be on uh, uh, like Spotify and Pandora. Oh. Okay. Uh, oh, so it's almost like the cover. Okay, I got you. It's like the cover art for the song. I got you. Yeah, the cover art of the song. Okay, I got you. Very nice. So that, that was pretty cool to do. Uh, but but yeah, uh, as far as uh, where you guys can find me. Uh, you can find me on Facebook uh, when I'm not in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Even when you are in your business. Yep. Okay. Uh, so yeah. What are, what are your business uh, names that we can find them on Facebook? So, yeah, if you're looking for signage, uh, whether it's a banner or uh, metal letters, plastic letters, uh, even a plaque uh, to commemorate certain things, uh, you can go to Ace in the Hole Signs 
at, in, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, I did have a web, website up, but uh, it, I brought it down last year. Uh, but I'm thinking of bringing it back up. So, you know, com will be up pretty soon. Okay. Uh, so you get to that. But if you need uh, illustrations, uh, illustrations for, let's say, uh, a book or a... Uh, or like how I just showed you guys um, for uh, a music cover, yeah. you think. Or if you want to do a caricature of one of your loved ones, I could do that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to uh, Dirty Baby Originals, and uh, yeah, that's my artist name, Dirty Baby. I was just um, going to ask you, where did Dirty Baby <laughs> come from? <laughs> uh, that's a long story, but uh, I'll, I'll try to keep it short. Okay. Uh, Actually, it was uh, my little sister had a, a collection of dolls, and one of them was a Cabbage Patch doll. Okay. And, and and for some reason, I just got inspired to tattoo this Cabbage Patch doll. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I grabbed the uh, grabbed the Sharpie marker and actually I have it right here. Uh, no way. Second. You're kidding me. <laughs> You know what? You know what, Jesus? You do you remember the uh, garbage pail kids? Yeah, oh, I, I love collecting those. I was gonna say you were probably the originator of it and didn't know it, <laughs> or inspired by it. Sure. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but here's the original. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, we're looking. We're looking at a uh, cabbage patch baby that is completely uh, inked up. That is yeah. great. It's got <laughs> that is perfect. That That's good stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, so God. I started teasing her, calling her Cabbage Patch doll Dirty Baby, Dirty Baby, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it got stuck on me. So <laughs> I changed the Dirty Baby. That's great. You know what? That that Cabbage Patch doll should be part of a cover artwork for some album. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> would be. So, but you should okay. find a way to sneak. You should find a way to sneak that into your artwork somehow or something. Yep. That, that would be cool. <laughs> I just uh, That's great. try not to get in trouble with Mattel. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly. Right. Yeah, good, good point. Yeah, yeah. Mattel would probably love that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so so dirty but, uh, baby on Facebook and uh, dirty baby original. A dirt, oh yeah, yeah dirty <laughs> baby original on Facebook. Baby original. I, I like to keep everything original yes. as much as I can. And, and then Ace and the Whole Signs and graphics, right? And graphics, correct. Yeah. So but the website will be just aceandtheholesigns.com? Aceandtheholesigns.com, yeah, so okay. that'll be coming soon. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, so as soon as I uh, update that, I'll update that on my um, on my Facebook and my Instagram as well. So, yep, so please give him a like and a follow on his Facebook pages. Um, that way you can see all the kind of stuff he's working on, and uh, maybe it'll inspire you. Have you, have you have some ideas, you know, um, for yourself that you might want to run by him? And then, things that you used to do tattooing, um, is that something where some of the artwork you do can be put into tattoos then, or no? Yes. Okay, yes. I, fig- I figured it could be. I just wasn't sure how that worked. If there was, if, I don't know if tattoo artists can just use original artwork from other people. I, I don't know how that works. Um. As an artist, you know, an artist wants to create something personal for you. Right. And, of course, you can bring something to them that, you know, that would inspire them. But if you want them to draw, you know, line per line, then, you know, that's, that's sort of a little bit of a uh, an offense to an artist that way. I got but, you. Uh, 
but you know, we're willing to work with you mm-hmm. in that way. And of course, I'm not speaking for every artist. You know, there's people out there that, well, they pretty much just copy anything that they want. Mm-hmm. But you know, to me, a true artist is, you know, just bringing out the personalization of that art, you know, for that one person. And right. that's what I want to do, not with only just tattoos, but with everything that I do here. Yeah. That's awesome. Sounds great. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, it was uh, great talking to you. We've had you on here for quite a while, and we know you just got home from work, so let's let you kick back yeah. and relax and get some dinner with your family for the rest of the evening. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate And uh, I'll, I'll keep on listening to you guys. I uh, appreciate you, that as you well. Guys are, you guys are doing a fantastic job. All the interviews that you've done, they're, they're like just awesome to hear oh thanks thanks for that jesus and by the way um in the next uh couple weeks we plan on interviewing a cartoonist who does a lot of uh yeah artwork and such and uh and he's actually done some uh he's actually done some cartoon work for folks like sean hannity and and other talk show hosts um you know around the around the country so you might find him pretty entertaining in fact he's a friend of mine and uh, yeah so uh He's he's a he's a funny guy. I think you'll get a kick out of him. So, awesome, awesome. Yeah, but hey, thank you so much for uh, coming on board and chatting with us. And uh, hopefully, this won't be the last time. I hope you'll uh, join us again in uh, in the future, and we can we yeah. can chat it up some we're more. Not, we're not going to put him in stay tuned jail. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You. Well, if, the, if the people ask for dirty baby, well, I'll, dirty baby will show up. That's right. There you go. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. All right. Hey, All right. buddy, you take care, and uh, great to meet you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yep. All right, take cool care. Deal. See you later. Bye-bye. See ya. Well, what do you think of that interview? <laughs> he, he's something else, you know? Yeah, he is he's something just, else. He's a lot of fun, and he's got a big heart. He really yeah, does. Yeah, he does. He does. And uh, I... I'll tell you what, I wish we, we'll have to ask him to uh, send us a picture of that Cabbage Patch doll. Because, That'd uh, be a good idea, yeah, actually. Yeah, we should post that on our Facebook page because if, um, you know, obviously he goes by the handle of, uh, what, Dirty Baby Original? Dirty Baby. Well, know? that's that's his Facebook page, but just Dirty Baby. Okay, yeah so, yeah. yeah, so Dirty Baby, um, you know, with with the linkage that he got that name, you know, through the cabbage patch doll, he showed us a picture cause we did this via, um, video and, uh, he showed us the picture of the cabbage patch baby. And, uh, <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. It looked yeah. like, looked like something straight from like a, um, a, a Chucky movie, you know, child's play. <laughs> In fact, I think it would give Chucky a run for its money. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I ever had any, uh, Cabbage Patch Kids, but I do remember I definitely did have the Garbage Pail Kids. Yeah, I I was going to say, the Garbage Pail Kids were... The cards. Yeah, the cards. And those were really cool. I I remember collecting those as well, but I was obviously a little older than you, so I think it was more my my younger brothers that were doing it than me. Yeah. But uh, but they were cool to look at, nonetheless. Yeah. So... Yeah, definitely. But uh you hey, uh you know, we talked about him. He you know, I guess he's now an ex-con. Um, yeah. because he, he is now been is, released, right? Yeah. I guess you could say he's on parole, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you serve 10 terms, I don't know how much longer we can uh how much longer we can keep giving him uh, you know, recidivism, but uh you know. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's he's back out now. He got back out what, maybe two days ago or something like okay, that. Okay, so. that's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. we'll see how long it lasts this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look forward to it. Uh, yeah, and we'll have to talk to him more because um, I'm sure there's more that we can dig beneath the surface with him. And I'm sure, uh, yeah. And I'm sure he's got some good stories, but... Uh, but yeah, he's a, he's a really cool guy. He was fun to talk to and, uh, I'm, I'm happy that you were able to introduce me to him. Yeah. He's a very, very fun, very, like I said, very, uh, big heart and just very creative. Just, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't, he, he's not your, uh, typical, uh, ex-con, you know? No, no. <laughs> so, so. So what's new in the sports world, Howie? Well, you know what? Uh, what's new in the sports world is it looks like things are starting to start. <laughs> uh, in fact, yesterday I was watching uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates because obviously you guys know that's my team. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was watching them on Facebook Live. They were doing a, uh, a live uh, intra-squad scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were at PNC Park doing that. And uh, it was just kind of nice to see, you know, uh, it wasn't anything major or, or dramatic, but in fact, they had the umpire that was behind the plate. <laughs> he must have been this 275-pound guy, had uh, chin guards, pair of shorts, uh, chest protector, and a helmet. And that was pretty much, you know, he didn't look like, he looked like uh, what you would see in maybe like a Little League game umpire you know just dressed up as you know showing up as a parent and it's like hey can you come out and umpire you know but <laughs> are they required to wear masks at all the umpires are yeah the umpire uh behind the plate yes yeah yeah behind the okay. plate definitely because i think i saw i saw something i think on the braves facebook page too where i don't know if the manager was going out just to talk to the pitcher or something like that they were doing like a little uh simulated game too Okay, and I could have swore I seen whoever came out to speak to the pitcher. He had a mask on. Oh, you know what? Uh, yes, they are required. As I guess when they were on the field, I'm not sure if I saw the pitcher with a mask or not. Because uh, I can imagine that would be difficult for him. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's any of the position players. I just think it's anybody who's not a player. Yeah, and they're speaking to the players. They have to wear a mask or something yeah. like that. Well, I did see with regular practice. I did see players wearing masks. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be the case for games or not, but I did see, like, for practice, players were out in the field wearing masks. Gee, I couldn't imagine. No, no, that's got to be tough. I I do, um, you know, I, I, I do education, so I do a lot of speaking engagements where I work, and um, and I have to wear a mask right now. And, oh, my gosh, by the end, and I'll do, like, an eight-hour day of talking, and by the end of the day, my mask is like soaked inside, you know, yeah. and that's indoors with air conditioning. I can't imagine yeah. being out in the field and, uh, and doing that. So the fact, thing that I find annoying when I have to wear mine is like, if, even if I talk for about 10 to 15 seconds, it never stays in place. Yeah. Like it's always moving around and like wants to go up over my eyes. <laughs> I know it's uh, tough. It's just tough. And that's the other thing I noticed too. Like as I'm talking, it just slides down my nose and yeah. uh and it's like it's it never wants to stay in place it's, no. that's i don't know no it's, i don't know we i need to get like i don't were we talking that about on here i want to get one of them bane masks like, oh <laughs> yes yeah that would be awesome so that, that would i'm shocked that like the companies that we work for don't supply us masks with the, their advertisement on you know i know i'm actually surprised too yeah. because um 
I'm a big fan of the band Live. Yes, and and uh, they've been selling them. They've been selling masks with their logo and stuff on them. So, oh, cool! I'm, and I'm sure they're not the only ones, but that's oh, no. just one that I've noticed. You know, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm still not at that point where I wanna I wanna dive into commitment to having my uh, mask be a part of my apparel. Yeah, I you know. know? I know. <laughs> I'm having yeah. a hard time. Uh, going with that route in fact i haven't uh, agreed to it yet you know and uh so it's kind of difficult for me to accept that but who knows we'll see how long this goes before it gets that way but yeah so uh so yeah so major league baseball looks pretty good in regards to uh them starting on time even though there are a lot of players coming down with the virus in fact Mm -hmm. uh just recently there were five uh, philadelphia phillies players uh, who came down with it? So uh, it's it's uh... and there's and there's still been some players that have been opting out too that even haven't had the virus. Just players like like I saw the Braves, Nick Markakis. Yeah, gonna sit this one out. Yeah, yeah. And I, so. I guess uh, do they get a free do they get a free ticket to do that or what? Or do they get punished for that? I, I would I would imagine. I mean, how how are you going to punish a guy for wanting to worry about his? his safety and his health and his family's safety and health, you know? How, right. I mean, he definitely my, has a good question, argument. My question would be not so much whether they get punished or not, but does that, does that just extend their contract one year? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, you know? that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. Well, if you think about it, they're probably not going to sit out and not get paid. So, or are they, or are they right? I mean, would that be the option that they have? I don't know. I don't know. Or do they get we'll like a severance? And- yeah, it's like some kind of severance coronavirus pay. I don't know. But uh, yeah, yeah, it should be. Uh, it's interesting to see how that. Maybe works. they'll get a six hundred dollar check or something. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> six hundred dollars <laughs> on top of their salary, like some do, right? <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't draw too much controversy at all. <laughs> But also, also, it looks like the NHL is ready to roll, huh? Oh my gosh, yeah, I'm I'm excited, and uh, I know what you. Was that July 30th, maybe? Um, I believe July 30th, and uh, in fact, formal training camps are beginning July 13th, and uh, the teams are going to be traveling to the hub cities July 26th, which and that'll is, be Toronto and Edmonton. Yeah, Toronto and Edmonton, and. Uh, the qualifying round is going to start August first. So, okay. Do you think that's enough time? Uh, for, <laughs> is that I, enough time? I mean, time? as far as like, I, who, have these players been even allowed to been on the ice and stay in shape? Like, is is basically coming back two weeks going to be enough time to get them ready to go? <laughs> well, they were given they were given free range um, before July thirteenth to join the ice. They had voluntary skates voluntary practice before that okay. so it was basically up to the players if they wanted to come in and and start getting themselves in shape uh i know like some of the key players like the crosbys and and such i don't think they joined the teams that early but mm-hmm. uh but i'm sure players like that you know that the veterans the the um you know what's his face from uh, washington and and Ovechkin. Yeah, Ovechkin. You know, I'm sure players like Ovechkin and such. I'm sure they have their own little training camps in their hometown, and and they're, they're probably right. Yeah, so they're they're probably staying in shape for sure. And 
you know, they'll probably jump right into it fresh. And uh, I would say probably, I don't know, who do you think has the advantage, Troy? Do you think the goaltenders have it or do you think the uh, players do? You know? That's a good question. Yeah. I, I don't know if there is an advantage, honestly. It's probably just, you know. Just whoever's hot in the moment. Yeah. That's just going to be it. Who's going to get hot? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not going to be – I don't – do they have a estimated timeline of how long they want it to go? Uh, you know what? I didn't see the actual dates as far as uh, as far as the NHL championships and such. I can't imagine it would be what – if, I mean, this is basically going to start the playoffs right away, so I can't imagine it's going to be, what, much? It can't be much longer than a month. Well, I'm thinking maybe October. Yeah, but think about August, that, though. August, September, October. Yeah. When does the regular season start? Well, from what I heard, they're going to push that back then, too. Yeah, they're going to have to because... I think they're only going to start... The, I think they're going to take, like, a month or so off, and then, like, thinking, I'm thinking in January or February, that's when they're going to start the next season. Then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're so. going to have to because if they don't, <laughs> that's going to be an ugly season and you're going to need probably three goaltenders on each team, you know, so that they can yeah. kind of keep them fresh. But yeah, so, uh, so we'll see. That's going to be exciting though. I'm looking forward to how, how this playoff format. format works. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to, honestly, it's going to remind me of the um, NCAA basketball, you know, the final yep. 64 or whatever it is. So, yeah. yeah, I'm excited for that too. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, so the NHL is uh, scheduled as as is. Um, I'm kind of looking here. The NFL is still on. They're on, uh, on pace. Still on track, but I did hear some rumblings that there is kind of behind the scenes stuff going on with some players. Basically, the same thing baseball did. Yeah, where you know some players are still kind of concerned about their safety and such. Mm-hmm. And you know, with the preseason games being cut down now, I don't. Is it still down to two games? Because there's even rumors that they might even even knock it down to one or zero yet. Uh, as of right now, it's two games. Okay. And their and regular season starts September 10th. Yeah, with that Thursday night game. Yeah. So, but yeah, the so weekend. The weekend would be the the 13th. Mm-hmm. Yep. That would be when the rest of the teams would play. Yeah. Um. So we'll see what happens there. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's yeah. I don't know. Either. I think that's. Just, I think that's honestly the most popular phrase right now. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll you see. Know? We'll see. I know. <laughs> it's like when I. It's like when I talk about mental health. A lot of my answers are it depends. Yeah. Yeah. It depends. <laughs> depends on your background. Depends on whatever. So same thing in sports right now. It all depends. And the NBA also is uh, – they're still scheduled to open July 30th. Uh, I thought it was also interesting, speaking of the NBA, I don't know if you saw this, but LeBron James declined to have uh, any specific thing on his back jersey like the rest of the players are going to go with. I didn't see that. What, yeah, apparently – What do you mean? Yeah. Well, like for example, some players are going to have Black Lives Matter on the back of their jersey instead of their names. Uh, they allowed to do that. Well, that's what the NBA is approving, oh. and uh, and and some were going to have some of the names of the of the folks that were killed, um, you know, by police and such, and uh, and you know things like that. You know, I didn't see that. Yeah, and LeBron James, and I'm not quite sure if I, you know, I feel like I should commend him 
for kind of not making such a a mockery of this, but he actually declined. He's like, I don't want to do this. I don't think it's right. And uh, I have my own agenda with this and I'm going to stick with it. And, uh, and I actually have a lot of respect for that decision. Hmm. So, yeah. 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 So it's interesting. interesting. I did yeah. not hear that. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, they're still scheduled to start July 30th and uh, we'll see how that works for them. But uh they're going to have 22 teams playing and living at the massive Disney sports complex at in Orlando still. So, so they're still shooting for Orlando, even still, though Florida hop in, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, so we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Once again, we'll see. <laughs> so maybe we just change the name of our show. <laughs> we'll see with Troy and Howie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That'll be our sports show. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, but yeah, so that's what's going on in sports, and you know what, Troy? Speaking of sports, uh, do you have any trivia lined up for me? I do. Uh, let's right. start with uh, we'll start with the NHL this time. I don't ever start with him, so uh, <laughs> okay. Sounds good. So, uh, what Penguins right winger was named the number one enforcer by Sports Illustrated in two thousand eight? Ooh, two thousand eight. Why when I why do I want to think of Craig Berube? Nope. Um, in 2008, 2008, was it Rick Tockett? Nope. I think he's, I think you're a little early. Yet. Yeah, you're right. Um, let me think here. Right winger. I don't know. The only one I can, yeah. Shoot. You know what? I'm stumped. I don't know it's why. George Larock. Oh, okay. In fact, I almost think he might have played for the Hershey Bears at one time. I don't know. Uh,. There was a LaRock that played for That's the Hershey question. Bears. But but you know, I I know I seen him on the Wilkes Barre Scranton Penguins though. I yeah. know that for a fact. Oh really? Um yeah, because I I was at a few games that he was there. Okay. Um, at the Bears when the Bears would play the Penguins. Yeah. And um yeah, I he was he was a nasty guy. Man. I'll tell you <laughs> what, I remember I remember watching him. Yeah. I, I, think... remember, I remember somebody from the uh, crowd yelling, uh, why don't you just get in your ninety four Isuzu truck and get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think that was uh, back in the day when uh, folks were targeting uh, Sidney Crosby uh, because of that concussion that he was dealing with, yep. and they, and they probably brought LaRock on because they needed to protect him. Yeah, you're probably so, right. But yeah, I just thought like, and now that's pretty much a thing of the past in the NHL. Now there really isn't enforcers anymore. No, there's not, and I think it's because I, you know, the major fights have gone down. Yeah, and and also too, I think I think the uh, players have a little more respect for the specific stars of the game. You know, the faces yeah. of the game, uh, and they're not targeting because I remember back in the day, people targeted Wayne Gretzky and mm -hmm. uh, you know and you know Brett Hall. Although Brett Hall could stand up for himself, but you know people even targeted him too back in that day. So, yeah. but but then. As the new era of hockey players came about, I think it's I think it's lightening up a little bit. You know, they're sort of beating yeah, up on so each too. other. You know, defensive players are beating up on defensive players and vice versa. So, well, they put a lot of penalties in place too on mm -hmm. fights too, and it's like if it happens during a certain time of the game, I think it's like within the last five minutes, you're automatically suspended for the next game too. Yeah, or something. yeah. And so they're really trying to crack down on it, and I think it was not necessarily because of the fighting. I think it was because of. When some of the, when they would get into the fight and some of the guys would slip or fall or whatever and mm -hmm. hit their heads on the ice and yep so 
it got some of that got pretty ugly so oh yeah so who knows i don't it it's one of those things where it was always a fun part of the game but Mm -hmm. was it necessary maybe not but it did what i always noticed though is it always did spark a team it did. It did. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the the biggest spark back in the day was uh, I'm trying to think of who the player was for the Penguins. Um, they were in playoff in the playoffs against the Flyers, and uh, and they were just getting beat up and down the boards. And uh, oh my gosh, it's gonna it's gonna drive me crazy now. But I forget the player. Um, but anyway, he instigated a fight and, uh, and, mm-hmm. he, and he got himself beat up pretty good. And, uh, as he's skating off the ice, uh, all the fans in Philadelphia are like cheering, like, you know, making fun of him for getting beat up. Mm-hmm. And all he did was put his finger to his lips just to say, you need to shut up now. And, uh, and, uh, for whatever reason that sparked the Penguins players because they were like, you know what? This guy just took a beating to get our attention and and from that day on or from that moment on they came back and won the game and they ended up winning the series and ended up winning the uh, championship uh, you know and it was kind so that of, was pretty recently then that was uh i think 2008 okay so yeah you know what that was the year they won the yeah because it was them and the steelers both won the uh, championship that year, so it wasn't it wasn't our our buddy George Larocque that was <laughs> no question. no it wasn't Larocque it was it was a key player um, and I oh my gosh and it was like I believe he was a winger at the time but uh, but yeah I'll have to find that out uh, who that was but uh, pretty key player he ended up getting traded a couple years later but still mm-hmm. still you know is very uh, loved in Pittsburgh for sure. Yeah, because of that moment. Yep, for sure. So, all right. So, my question to you, and uh, I'm kind of running out of Buffalo Sabers trivia. So, this you're gonna get a you're gonna get a heavy dose of uh, Bills today. Okay. So, Buffalo Bills first ever draft pick. Oof. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, first ever. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Um, can you give me a year? Well, uh, they were inaugurated. Their first year was 1970, was it not? No. Oh wait, no. That I'm thinking of the Sabers. Uh, so that would have been. When did they come in? Was it 61? I think it was, but let me see here. I think it was 61. Bills first. I think it was sixty. I think it was sixty or sixty-one. Okay. Um, I'm actually looking it up as we speak. So, uh, bear with me here. Um, List of Buffalo Bills first-round picks here. I, I. You know what? I don't. I don't. I don't have it here, but. I'm going to go, just a guess, I'm, I'm pretty sure this isn't right, but I'm just going to say Jack Kemp. Okay, uh, Richie Lucas. Richie Lucas. Yeah. I don't know that name. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, shoot, I'm going to have to, I need to look that up somewhere. But anyway, yeah, so um, first ever draft pick was Richie Lucas. Yeah, here we go. Uh, AFL draft 1960. 
Okay. And it looks like uh, as far as in the NFL, their first ever draft pick was in 1966. And they picked Mike Dennis, uh, who was a running back out of Ole Miss. Another name that just rolls right up your tongue. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, John John Pitts was the next year. Um, that name I remember. Yeah, I've heard that name. Yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah, Richie Lucas. Yeah, I don't know much about him, but I am looking it up, and he is a Pennsylvania boy. Oh, is he? What part? He, he's from Glassport, Pennsylvania. Okay. And, uh, yeah, he, he did go to Penn State, so. Ah. But he didn't uh, didn't last very long in the NFL. Well, I guess it would have been the AFL back then. He was yep. with the Bills 60 and 61 and with the Broncos in 62. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. Interesting. So, what I got for you? Yes. The Pirates won 103 games in 1902. <laughs> then, a tremendous 110 games in a 152-game season in 1909. Wow. So, how many other times after that did they reach the 100-win mark season in, in their <laughs> baseball history? Uh, you know what? I'm going to guess one. I got zero. Oh, I was trying they to think. 90, they got ninety-eight twice. I was just going to say, didn't they get ninety-eight in the early nineties at one time? Yep, they got ninety-eight. I, I don't know. Well, it had to be either ninety-one or ninety-two. I would think. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that the wasn't that the two years they were in the NLCS? Well, they were ninety, ninety-one, and ninety-two, three years straight, I believe. Oh, were they really? I thought so. I thought for sure that they played the Reds in nineteen ninety. I could get be wrong. Out of here. Um, because that was when the Reds were, they the had big their, red machine. Yeah, yeah. well, not the big red machine, but they had a a ridiculous talented team. That was with Eric Davis and oh yeah, yeah okay, you know, yeah, yeah. and all those guys. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and uh, what was that nasty? The Nasty Boys era. Yeah. So Bickle. Yep, yeah, Rob Dibble. Dibble, that's what it yes, was. Yes, Rob Dibble, Dibble yeah, who yeah. can I think he was one of the first players that could throw 100 miles per hour or something like that. And they ended up having you, like two closers that could You mean Nolan that. Ryan didn't beat him to that? You know what? I don't know. I know I know Nolan Ryan was he can throw 96 in the first inning and then 110 pitches later throw 96 in the ninth inning. I know. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was like he ne- it's like he never tired. No, he game. didn't. No, he was a beast. So wow, okay, that's uh, interesting to know about the Pirates. I bet you they won't win a hundred this year either. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll be happy if they win thirty. <laughs> Finish with a five hundred season. Uh, oh my gosh! All right, uh, C.J. Spiller, you know him, right? I do. What's his first name? C.J. <laughs> um. That's a good question. I don't. I never really looked into that. Let's. I, I would imagine it has to start with a C. It does. So let's go with um, Clifton. Oh, you are so so close. Really? So close, Clifford. Clifford. Okay. Yes, Clifford. <laughs> and you know, as soon as I saw that name, I remember in college there was this guy. He was uh he was on my floor in the dorms. And, uh, in fact, he was right across the hallway from me. His name was Clifford. He played basketball. He looked identical to Michael Jordan. Identical. I mean, he could be walking down the streets and be like, oh, my gosh, there's Michael Jordan. 
And uh, but there was one distinct mark that that um, made it different than Michael Jordan. He had a knife wound, like oh, down, the, down the side of his face. He was a little bit of a thug, I guess you can say. And uh, yeah. I mean, um, actually, it was uh, pretty decent friends with him. In fact, I would take him to his house like every weekend because he lived close by. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he was uh, he was definitely uh, he was one that wasn't afraid to mix it up with people. But man, <laughs> apparently, no. Uh, but he was he had some talent. I mean, he can he can dunk and he can I mean, he was just amazing to watch in basketball. Uh, I don't think he ever went any further, but he was a he was a good talent for sure. So, that leads right. us to Clifford, huh? Yep, Clifford it is. CJ Spiller. You're never going to look at that name again without thinking Clifford. I won't. <laughs> so, um, let's let's finish it off with some Steelers trivia here. All right. What soon to be famous celebrity was signed as an undrafted free agent in 1969 by the Steelers, but only to be cut in training camp. Oh my! Soon to be famous celebrity. Uh, when you say celebrity, what are you referring to? Um, actor. Okay. Wow. That one's going to boggle my mind a little bit. But he, um, his character in one of the shows he was famous for uh, did score four touchdowns in, a, in his high school championship game. <laughs> Are you serious? He was actually drafted by the Steelers? Uh, no, he was undrafted. He was signed undrafted. Oh, he was signed. Well, it's Al Bundy. Well, Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill, yep. yeah. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I did not know that. That is really yes. interesting. Signed by an undrafted, signed as an undrafted free agent in 1969, and then he was cut in training camp. Wow, yeah. wow! And and apparently, um, the reason that the, they had that on uh, Married with Children about him scoring the because I guess he was a pretty darn good high school football player. I would imagine so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, <laughs> but he went. He was in Youngstown, Ohio. That's where he grew up. Okay, and uh, he went to Youngstown State, um, and is- then. Actually, on the Married with Children show, uh, I don't know if he... It didn't say he was a Steelers fan. I'm assuming he was, though. Yeah. Uh, he had Terry Bradshaw on the show twice. Yes, I do remember that. I do remember seeing Terry Bradshaw on the show. In fact, he had a lot of famous players. Ed Tall. Remember Ed Tall Jones? Yep. From the Cowboys. And, uh, uh, yeah, and Bubba Smith, I think, was a big name. Yeah, it yeah. was always fun to watch that. Wow, that's that's well, interesting. Bubba Smith, is that the same one that was in um, Police Academy movies? Too? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yep. Hightower. Hightower, yes. <laughs> wow, that's I was just talking with that last night about uh, with a friend of mine about... Uh, we were trying to think of the name of the bar, and it was a Blue Oyster. That's what it was. <laughs> in, in Police yes. Academy, right? Yep, But he had, he had never seen Police Academy, and I was like... Oh, my gosh. Like, you got to be kidding me. Now, he's a little bit younger than me, but not much. Yeah. You know, I would have thought he would have seen one of them. Still. Like, I think my I kids know. have seen Police Academy. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, <laughs> all right. What do, you, what, do you, what do you got for me to wrap it up? Well, what Bills guard was killed in action during the Vietnam War? In fact, he was the last person killed in war until Pat Tillman from the NFL. I would almost imagine this is probably somebody that's on their wall of honor. It so has to be, here. right? And he was only 25 years old, by the way. Yeah. Well, how old was Tillman? 
He was probably right around there, wasn't Tillman he? Tillman was probably, yeah, I think he was, because he was still in his prime. Hmm. Man, oh man, I don't, I just, nothing's coming to me. I just keep thinking of the their Hall of Famers, not their Wall of Famers. Okay. Um, well, his yeah, initials I, I are his ahead. initials are BK. If that helps you at BK. all. He was a guard yeah. for the Bills. Yeah, Bob Kalsu. Okay. Yep, I know the name. Okay. Yep, I'm pretty sure I, his name's on the Wall of Honor. Yeah. Yeah. Bob Kalsu. Yeah, I've heard that name. Um, I honestly didn't relate it to that though. I didn't know. Huh. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. Bob Kalsu. Uh, K-A-L-S-U. Yeah, he was only 25. It's, he had just turned 25 in April, mm-hmm. yeah, and he died in July. Actually, July 21st, we're getting up on that anniversary. Wow. Um, yeah, that's... Let me see. I'm trying to see if he's on the Wall of Honor up there, but I would imagine he probably is. Yeah, um, and if he's not, someone should maybe do uh, some campaigning to get him up there because that, to me, would be an automatic deserving. Yeah. <clears throat> it's. Uh, I don't know if this is true or not, but uh, mm-hmm. when I pulled his name up, Sports Illustrated says, Bob Kalsu is the only U.S. pro athlete to die in Vietnam. Oh, really? So it says. Wow. I know. Um, uh, I know there were several players that were in Vietnam from professional sports. Is there? What's that? I there was a lot. Uh, well, I mean, uh, f- for the life of me, it's yeah. going to drive me crazy. Two thousand but... in two thousand, the Buffalo Bills added Kelsey's name to the Bills Wall of Fame. Okay, good. Yep. Good. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. I didn't. I. I like I said. I saw the name, and you know, just being at the stadium, I. I was pretty sure I remembered seeing the name up there on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know why. I didn't. Huh. I. I'm sure that's why. I'm sure they. I'm sure it was an honor. Yeah. That, you know, an honor for him to uh, for his sacrifice. I'm sure. Definitely. Yeah, and if you get a if you get an <laughs> opportunity, because um, I was saying that I know Rocky Blyer. If you remember him from the Steelers, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Hall of Famer. And uh, he was in the Vietnam War. Uh, in fact, uh, ESPN, I think, did a pretty cool story on him. Um, I think it was the Rocky Blyer story, if I'm not mistaken. But he ended up getting injured in Vietnam, and he still came back and and um, played in all those Super Bowls for the Steelers, even with uh, like a deformity from the Vietnam War. And I think it was something with wow. his foot. Yeah. So. So he was. Well, he was the backup running back, or no? Was he, he was, he was a. Um, oh, he was the the starting running back. Yeah, because Franco, Franco was Franco listed as a Harris, fullback, right? Yeah, was a fullback. Yeah, right. Yep, definitely. When they still used to use those. <laughs> well, you know what? The Steelers are going with that this year again. Are they? They are. In fact, uh, one of the um, um, brothers, uh, T.J. Watt. Oh, Derek. Yeah, Derek Watt Our, is uh, going to be Derek the fullback. He, yeah, Derek yep. Watt. That's right, yeah. Yep, Derek I Watt. That. I do remember that now, yeah. So, yeah, you don't see very many of them around. The Bills still have one, too. They have Pat DeMarco. Yeah. Um, and you know what? But, I think it would be smart for them to go back to fullback because look what the defenses are starting to do. They're starting to draft players. Getting small. They're getting smaller. 
and and they're quicker, but they're yeah. getting smaller. So why don't you get a fullback and start doing some lead blocking for some of these quick running backs? And I think you're going to see that in the NFL again. Yeah, it's you a know. big cycle, and there's mm-hmm. a bunch of different things, and there's always somebody trying to innovate some some type of new offense. So yeah, I would not be surprised if some of the teams were like, "Hey, you know what? They got all these small, quick guys out here. What if we had a couple big maulers out here and <laughs> run them over?" You yep. know, exactly, exactly. So, all right. So, so I think that concludes another fun show, Troy. Yes, sir. Right. Um, we so, both we know, both thanks, struck thanks out. <laughs> we both struck out with trivia, though. I will say that. So yeah, um, thanks to uh, Adrian for the story. Yes, yeah, and definitely. Thanks, thanks to Jesus for coming on. Appreciate that. Please look him up on yeah. Facebook and uh, Ace in the Whole Signing Graphics, also uh, Dirty Baby Original, and Ace in the Whole Signs And congratulate him on Facebook for being free again. Yeah. So yeah, if you if you if you, if you uh, hear the interview, uh, he was he was still in timeout at that time, but uh, <laughs> he, like I said, he is now out on parole. So. Yeah, and you know, you know what else? Who too? knows? By the time by the time this recording comes out, maybe he'll be back in. Who knows? And and uh, and I think according to to uh, Jesus, didn't he say one of our uh, listeners actually reached out to him for some artwork? He did say, he did say that. Yeah. yeah. So um, whoever that listener is, thank you uh, for for uh, using Jesus for your artwork for your album cover. Uh, for I guess he's uh, in a band and. Uh, and he used mm-hmm. the album cover for his band, and I thought that was kind of a cool idea. And and Jesus showed us that album cover, and it was really nice. I was yeah. I was really impressed with that. Yeah, so. maybe if we can find out who it was, we can uh, look up the song or whatever somewhere, yeah. and uh, we could we can see the uh, see the when you when you play a song on like a streaming service, it always shows the cover art of the song or whatever. Yeah, so, yep. And we could look that up and check it out then. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll give you some uh, we'll give you a free plug if you uh, if you come to us with the uh, with your uh, band and and such. So absolutely. All right. So with that being said, Troy, I think uh, it's time to uh, to cut loose and uh, and you know what we do have another potential interview coming up, um, Jose Rosado, and uh, and we'll discuss more about him. He wrote a couple books. And uh, about inner city, inner city life. <laughs> and uh, sorry, that's okay. And uh, and he's he'll be an interesting interview. He's a little bit of a controversial subject in his town, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Absolutely, yeah. We'll be interested in it. Uh, be looking forward to talking to him. Yeah, definitely. And um, <clears throat> you said he uh, he was also a, a mayor of a of a town right outside of Valentine. Yeah, right? I believe the town's called Fontaine. Fontaine, okay. Yeah, he was the mayor of Fontaine. I, I don't believe he is anymore. Uh, he was a principal in the uh, Allentown Center City School Districts. He ran several alternative ed programs, which I was uh, a director of one of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, he's done a lot of work. And his, his goal has always been geared towards helping those inner city kids not only stay safe, but be educated on how to stay safe and, and be more... <clears throat> And be a little more of a prominent figure in their city. So, yeah, I'd be interested to hear uh, what what brought him to that in his life and why he wanted to go that route. Oh yeah, yeah. I would I would assume that it probably has a, a lot of personal meaning to him. It, it definitely so. does. I, I definitely know a lot of his backstory, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of personal meaning to that. So yeah, most definitely. <laughs> All right, but anyway, uh, but yeah, until then, you know, enjoy this show and. Uh, and we'll we'll talk to everyone later, and we'll and Troy, I guess we'll end it with you uh, talking us out. And 
Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to another episode. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. Email us, StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. And uh, whichever podcast avenue you're listening to us on, Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And until next week, stay tuned.